What's up, everybody? It's the Commissioner here. Wanted to let you know that we have an amazing and exciting episode in store for y'all today. And for the very first time, we are proud to announce that we have our very first female guest. That is right. Our very first female guest on the show today. Absolutely amazing stuff. She is the co-host to The Rod Ryan Show on 94.5. She is an absolutely amazing person, and she gives us her entire life story from the beginning. An amazing conversation we had with her. She talks to us about her humble beginnings, starting in Corpus Christi, and how her love for sports, the Houston Rockets, Houston Astros, so on and so forth, have shaped her life and her career as a sports anchor. She starts off in Corpus Christi and then moves on to Los Angeles, uh, officially joining the LFL, the Andre Football League, we get great stories there and how it was more than just a gimmick, but an actual sport that needed to be respected. She also talks about how she was in the Broken Skull Challenge. That's right, Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. And how she ultimately didn't win, but how it basically kind of shaped her and molded her as a competitor. She's very fierce, very feisty, but she's a kick-ass person. She has a great story and everyone has a story and we are so honored to Unveil her story for y'all, the, our incredible listeners at the summit, to kind of listen to her and give us her whole life perspective and her entire career from the beginning all the way to now. That's right. She's currently on 94.5 on The Rod Ryan Show. She is the co-host. She's doing amazing things there. She's badass. She's a boss. And this is her story and her journey right here on The Summit State of Mind. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. At times, I feel old like I'm going out of style, so I turn down the music on my FM dial. I beg of you to come and listen for a while and look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child. This is my chance to What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And of course, as always with me is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Hey, man, we're doing a Monday podcast. We never usually do this, but how are you doing on a Monday afternoon today? I am peachy, peachy dragging, you know, like dragging along with a smile on my face, trying to make it happen. You know, today was an interesting day, to tell you the truth, for work, but I survived. I got off early and now we're here. Thank God. I know we, we we worked ourselves for this moment and we are so excited because for the first time we have another guest on the show, but not just any guest, the first ever female guest on the summit state of mind. I'm going to introduce her properly. I've, I've been known for giving intros and I hope I do her justice. So here we go. She has been on channel 10 KZTV news and channel 6 KRIS news as a sportscaster and a news anchor, both located in Corpus Christi. She was a news anchor and executive producer for KFIAM 640 radio, which is the number one talk news station in all of Los Angeles. And now she resides as the co-host to the rod ryan show on 94.5 the buzz on iheart media she's bad she's a boss and she's the brown girl from the barrio tessa freaking barrera at the summit today how is it going girl how you doing 
I feel like I want to fight someone after that intro. I feel like that was my intro. I just watched the UFC fights this weekend. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, after Ezra, it's like, let's get it on. So very pumped. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate any podcast invitation. I appreciate, but learning that I'm the only girl is, um, you know, I'm like, I guess the first girl to be convinced to hang out with you guys. So it's my pleasure. And <laughs> It's probably no, like just a, an unfortunate maybe circumstance. Maybe more females will say, hey, they're not so bad. I know. Let's cross our fingers. Let's cross our fingers. Right. Right. I'll light a candle for you. <laughs> well, we appreciate you so much for coming on our podcast. And and it's absolutely amazing. Uh, kind of just like, you know, doing this process, kind of getting to know you and letting our listeners kind of get to know you. So, you know, as if they sh- as if they don't know you, they should. If they don't know you, they should now, right? I mean, you know, what's wrong with them? I think I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to ask you a question, uh, Tessa. Since since this is a Houston Rockets podcast, I must ask a Houston Rockets question. Are you a Rockets fan? I am. I really, really am. And I'll tell you, I've, growing up in Corpus Christi, that's really Cowboys, Spurs territory. And I, mm-hmm. I've yes. always liked the Spurs. I've always, when Mark Cuban acquired the Mavericks and did cool things with them, it's always nice to have things happening in your home state. But man, I've been a Rockets fan since I was a little girl. My godmother actually used to live in Sugarland when I was little. And she would tell me all about Akeem Olajuwon living in the neighborhood. And, you know, it was always a very exciting time. So I have been a Rockets fan from a really young age. And then when I I lived in here in my 20s, thinking that I was going to go to school and get work done, I totally didn't. I was a bartender in Midtown. I would go to Rockets game on Thursday nights. I would see Steve Francis sometimes driving around town. So that was a really cool era too. And I've I've, I've grown up. I love this team. I try not to get emotional about them, but man, I, you know, this has been a really tough season, couple of seasons and losing Harden and stuff. And I've gone to, I've I've been able to get to some games. That was like my main goal. When I moved back to Houston, I was like, man, I got to get at some Rockets games and they would win when I would go, but we all kind of felt like it was the foundation had cracks in it and it was just slowly, slowly coming apart. I was like, no. (laughs) I know we were, we were all in denial of that. Like we were just like, we can totally win it all this year. Right. And then, you know, you see them like when they flopped against the Lakers, you were just kind of like, Oh, well, all right. Back to the drawing board. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, no, like that's, that's awesome. Okay, good. Cause I honestly was not sure. So Awesome. And, and even if you weren't, I would, I would have been curious. I've been like, okay, so why are you not a Rockets fan? I want to know. <laughs> my, my brothers, my brothers are Spurs fans first. They love the Rockets okay. and we, we're just a sports family in general. So like if I had Rockets tickets, they're not like, eh, I'm not going. So we were actually in the Toyota center and we were looking at the, you know, the jerseys hanging up and stuff. And my brother said, you know, if Yao gets in the hall of fame before Manu Ginobili, he's like, I'm going to be so pissed. And I was like, well, it's probably going to happen. So didn't it happen? Didn't y'all already make, yeah. Y'all was in the hall of fame, right? And didn't y'all yeah, make it he before? Is, he is, he is. Oh, he is. well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> My brother is just obsessed with a uh, Ginobili Parker done all of them. And I'm, you know, like, well, I don't I don't blame them. I mean, they, they've won championship after championship since what, 99. They've just been winning. That's just the story, you know, for San Antonio. And I'm not going to lie as a Houston fan. We're extremely jealous of their success. 
which is why also we don't like them as much. Uh, like we're the, I'm the kind of fan where it's just like, if you're not Houston, you're against us. It's H town versus everyone well, all the time. I, and I lived in LA. And mm-hmm. so the, the cheapest games I could go to were Clippers games. And I remember when it was Clippers rockets, you know, I was, I, w- I wouldn't cheer for the Clippers with my friends in LA, but when it was Clippers <laughs> rockets, I was like, I'm not going for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a confession. <laughs> I'm not cheering for the Clippers right now. <laughs> it's like, so how dare you, you betray us, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, like, like, I'm one of those kids that you can't lie. Like, when your team's playing, you can't deny it. You know, you know who you're rooting for, so. so it's interesting. <laughs> So, yeah, because I saw that. It's interesting that you say that because we did. Yeah, because, you know, uh, looking at your amazing biography of your life, like we saw that, you know, you lived in L.A., you lived in Los Angeles, which, you know, and and I did hear a rumor that you are an Astros fan. So so an Astros fan. Oh, there you go. All day. All day. I'm somewhere here. My (laughs) stuff is somewhere here. I got to find it. But <laughs> that's such a hard rivalry too, because you know, as mm-hmm. a sports fan in in a major city, you want to go to the ball game. You know what I mean? And I'm not one of these like I'm not gonna you know shake uh, shake it up when I go to a Raiders games. You know, if I'm going with a friend, you know, I don't want to stand out. I don't want to blend in. I stand out in my regular life. You know what I mean? But it was funny when I was coming here. Um, I had I think it was Jackie Robinson Day at in, at Dodger Stadium. So me and my girlfriend went. It was a great. It was a great time, you know, whatever. I had borrowed a, like a shirt from her and someone, when I was moving here was like, she's a Dodgers fan, like on every post, like she's, a Do-. I was like, no, I'm not, but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I had covered every Astro spring training for the last four years. And this dude was telling me that I was a Dodgers fan. I was like, cause I went to the Dodger stadium on Jackie Robinson day because I don't want to get beat up in LA. Like I was, <laughs> Okay. Oh my I don't god! Mind. I don't mind it. Like I don't mind because I know, like you know, what's in your heart. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I, I understand. It's just like the the picture of like what Adam Adam Clanton in his New York gear that they always post whenever yeah. he posts like some crap about Yankees. It's like, what yeah. about this? I'm like, dude, he just he's just trying to enjoy the moment. You know, right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I've been right. to New York and I've worn Yankees hats when I'm there, but yeah. obviously that was when I was a kid. Now that's another story. Right. But I mean, I do have a I do have mm. a question for you though in regards to you living in LA, like especially since you were an Astros fan, like when you wore Astros gear around the city after 2017, mm. um, but people give you shit, like, were you there when the cheating allegations had released or had you already moved back, moved back to Houston already? I was kind of in the middle of a okay. job, but uh-huh. uh, no, I, I think I had already, I had already moved back and my friends from LA, especially the ones that worked on my the radio with me, anytime mm-hmm. I post anything, I'm getting DMs from all of oh, my LA God. cheaters. Boo, boo. And I'm like, you're jealous. You're jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we just cheated better than you, you know? Yeah, the fact, and the thing is, is that I feel like all of Major League Baseball is kind of on this bandwagon, this Astros, mm-hmm. like, hating tour. And, Agreed. And I just think it's fuel to the fire, you know? It really oh, absolutely. Is. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree 100% because it is what it is. And we're not the only one, you know, by, by far as we know, we're not the only ones that did it. But of course we were the sacrificial lamb towards this whole thing. So, you know, now everything's starting to unravel. Yeah. So I was at the twins game and there was a fight like next to me. There was, I was like, people in Minnesota fight. Like what? Like that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there yeah. Like, I don't 
think of the twins. They don't. I. They don't occupy one space in my head. And there was a fight going on. I was like, huh. I was like, that is so interesting. And then my brother <laughs> went back. He's like, there's like four twin stands in, in handcuffs. Apparently, they hit. I was like, really? I didn't even. I didn't even know Minnesota Twins fans traveled well. Like, like four. That's already a lot. Four that were there. Like, I know. I. I was so confused. Oh my god. Well, I. I got to say that is that if if uh, obviously Astros did something really wrong to piss off four very passionate Twins fans, (laughs) and they won. They won. They they beat us two out of four. So it's just kind of like you guys are fine. You'll be all right. Don't worry. Altuve bunted. We we were there when he bunted. Oh no. Yeah, it was like we could have tied it up. And, I mean, you can't be mad at Altuve, right, because he's done so much for us. It was like, ah. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, we could have done, done a lot. <laughs> exactly. Okay. If he had gone on base, I would have been like, he's a genius. He's so, he says awareness of mind. He's just so smart, you know. So, And that's, you right. know, and that's what it's like to be a sports fan. No, exactly. No, you it's nailed true. You hit the nail on the head. You know, I just want to ask you, though. It's so interesting. You know, you, you got your love uh, – you know, cause you're a sports anchor and you know, this is like your entire job and that's, you know, essentially, and you've been doing this for so long now, where did your love for sports? Like, where did it come from? Like, like how, how early? I think, well, my mom put me in basketball when I was five years old and I was kind of, I remember, I, I remember her teaching me that you could be aggressive and I like, didn't know that that, cause that's you, you're always, when you're a little girl, it's like, you behave, mind teachers. <laughs> Do good. <laughs> any, any kid's gonna be told to behave and like just calm down because kids are fucking crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, basketball was like where my mom allowed me to be like crazy, and I didn't realize that was like that played, you know. And and she would tell me, "You get five fouls. Why do you only have two? You know, like she was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I am dead." <laughs> um. You know, my mom was really tough. She was a young mom. So I think she was a little harder on me. I'm the oldest of four kids. So she was a little harder on me, but I really, once you get a taste of just being competitive and you get good at something, you realize you can kind of control the tempo of games and uh, doing all this stuff. I just, I I really loved it. And then I grew up with so many cousins, boys and girls, and we were Mm. all just extremely competitive and it was I mean it's hot like look how hot it is we'd be outside playing right there was no internet or anything like that so you're outside having wars with your cousins and you're covered in sweat and it's like that was a day well spent you know you go home you just be like covered in dirt and sweat and my mom's like oh my god you know what um but it was that's just how I grew up a big a big family and you wanted to occupy space or get recognition. It was like, you had to fight for it. So that's really, I think just how I grew up. And then of course my brother and his group of guy friends, they have always, my brother, and my dad always had a game or something on in mm. the background. And that was when it was so obscure. Like there was no YouTube. So if there was something on ESPN, ESPN of course would run on its loop, but then sometimes there would be this, you know, a strongest man competition or there'd be a, you know, an arm wrestling competition. It's like, and you would, I would be into this stuff. I'm like, why am <laughs> I so invested in this? I don't know. But my, my brother and my dad played a big part in it too. There was always, if there was a boxing event or something like that, my dad wanted, my dad really liked boxing. I box. I was in golden gloves in high school and Damn. I really, I really enjoyed that. And I, 
um, lost on a decision, my first fight, but it was like the fight of the night because me and this girl were just, it was three, it was three one minute rounds. And me and this girl basically went to the middle of the ring and exchanged haymakers for, for one minute, three times. And people were like, Oh, so supposedly she, she was like the returning, you know, champion and she, uh, yes, defending. And I lost on a decision and I, I was so pissed. I quit boxing. I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. And I always think like, should I stick with that? Cause I've always had so much aggression and I'm no. like, no, I'm glad I didn't stick to it. I don't, I didn't want to like, you know, the girls that fight are another level, like Nunez and these, and these UFC fighters that we see. Like, they're, yeah. they're, like I want no part of that. I'm glad I did not keep fighting. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've, I, what I what I took from that uh, GM is that uh, she can kick both, probably kick both of our asses. <laughs> yes, and I, and I'm the I'm the more passive one, so I'd be the first fed. You know, <laughs> I'm like I'm like front of the line. You know, he's a he's it's a like lover. You know, Justin, he's a lover, not it. a fighter. <laughs> yeah, he's a lover, not a fighter. Touché, it's, tr- it's true. It's true. I'll, I'll, I will gladly accept that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, and that's okay, and that's okay. And see, sometimes I pretend I'm like, no, I'm old, I'm calm, and then something will do some, someone will do something to piss me off. I'm like, Yo, turn, turn it on a dime. That yeah. that that switch. <laughs> it's like up oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, we're human, right? We're human. Yes. Yeah. We're, exactly. we're allowed to have emotions. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. And let's talk about how you wanted to become a sports anchor. What led you down this path to your career? But before we do, let's go ahead and talk about the greatest and best barbershop located in H-Town. That's right. Houston's best. I'm not going to say Houston's best, but the world's best. That's right. Voted tops number one in the world in terms of barbershops. And that is the Argyle League. The GM's going to go ahead and take this one. Big brother, let them know how it is. Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey all while being taken care of by top shelf professional barbers? That's right. This is the Argyle League, where me and my brother have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. What makes Argyle literally the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world. They've also been featured in GQ magazine. Their exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016. They've also worked with Sports Radio 610 and Hope Lodge Houston. They were the official barbers for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Calendar Launch Party in 2017. And that's just a few accolades. So if you're tired of your hair and you want to look like a gentleman, I, wait, we highly recommend going to Argyle League and get a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers, Located at 709 West Alabama Street, Houston, Texas. Visit their website, argaleague.com, to book an appointment. May I repeat that? The argaleague.com to book an appointment. So stay sharp, gentlemen, and meet us at the summit. What's good, everybody? This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast with the commissioner and the GM. Let's get it. So, you know, it continues on, you know, through high school and then as you get older. So you got your love for sports. What made you kind of decide to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, like I may not be box, I may not be into boxing, but hey, I could talk about it. You know, what kind of led into that, you know, becoming an anchor radio personality, like all of that? 
Well, one, one guy, so I, I did sports in high school and I, I guess would be considered like a standout athlete in Corpus, which isn't a big city. I would make all district. I did all South Texas a couple of times. And there was this guy who it was in charge of like the athletic banquets. And he had told me, he said, you know, a couple of times that I had chosen to be interviewed for school or whatever, he was, he was like, Hey, he was like, you kind of know sports. He was like, we've got a show. We've got a bench warmers show. It's that's what the show is called. Um, <laughs> like a female voice. He said, why don't you give it a try? See if you like it. And of course me being a motor mouth, I like go in there and just, we talked for four hours and it was fine. You know, it was, it wasn't one of these things where I had a ton of pressure on me. I was probably the third or fourth chair and it was, and it was fun. And I think then I was on, competition reality show because I used to be like super workout chick and I want to be her again it's just I'm so tired and old um I feel <laughs> reality show with Stone Cold's called Stone Cold's Broken Skull Ranch and it was a competition show yes tournament. oh yes 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 we're huge wrestling fans so we okay. totally yes <laughs> we will go season of being casted for this and my close girlfriend was actually in the WWE she's from Houston she's from Katie Celeste Bonin she yes Caitlin yes yeah you would be really good like in wrestling so she got me a tryout well I didn't get the tryout but when I was researching trying to like learn and just absorb I saw this audition for Stone Cold show and I got cast for that like immediately Hmm. So I went and I didn't win the show, which was a complete bummer because I beat myself and I hated it. I hated not winning. And then like you already hate losing so much, but then you're on that <laughs> TV doing it. Do not recommend zero out of 10. Like I hated it. But the local news came to interview me. My mom told them. My mom was like, my daughter was on Stone Cold show and it's a big deal. And, and I was like, mom, don't tell anyone. I didn't, I didn't want people to watch it because I lost. I was like, no. Fair enough. At least you're honest. It's okay. And my mom was like, no, they're going to interview you. And I was like, no, they're not. I was like, I have work. She was like, they're going to meet you. Because I was doing a remote with that little bench warmer show that I was uh-huh. on. And so mm-hmm. they show up. And then my coworker's like, <laughs> you're going to be on the news. Like, so... I did the interview with the guy and he was like, so what are you going to do now? Because I was like, well... I was like, I could probably do your job, guy. Like, guy. <laughs> I love the confidence. And I, I know, it was me just being a bitch. And I really shouldn't have been like that. But I was so mad that I had lost, you know? And so he took, I didn't think he would use that sound bite because I meant it to be snarky. Like, hey, let's wrap this up. And he used that sound bite. And then the GM of the TV station was like, she's, she's feisty. I like her. And I'm like, Oh God. And they were like, well, you're on the radio. So you clearly can talk. You're not bad to look at. You have, you know, I had a little bit of a following from just the stuff I'd been doing in my life. And they were like, and I guess that story got viewed so many times, like Mm. local. They were like, Oh, this is a cool story. Like this chick, like she, okay, this is cool. So I thought that they were going to have me intern for the sports guy who had been there forever. And KZ, it's a duopoly. So KZ was like the stepchild, like all the money went to KR. Uh, <laughs> yep, That makes sense. They called it like crazy TV. That was kind of the nickname for it, even though it was a CBS affiliate. 
but I went and they were like, we want you to be the sports anchor. And I was like, I don't know. Uh, okay. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Cause I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know that I was going to have to like write my own script, edit my own stuff, shoot my own stuff, go around South Texas in a anchor dress in the heat and cover baseball. Like I didn't know what that meant. I just, I thought as a lot of people do think that TV was like glamorous, who does your hair, who does your makeup. And it is, that is like the last thing. And so I mean, I said yes to that job, not knowing what it was going to be. And it taught me so much. I always say that was my graduate school because it was four years in the South Texas heat covering baseball. It's a base. It, uh, Corpus is a big baseball town. Mm. A mm-hmm. lot of MLB prospects that come out of Corpus. You have the hooks down there. So all of the Astros. Oh, that's, tr- that's right. That is true. Forgot about them. <laughs> There's some D1 basketball, volleyball, the whole thing. So it was just it was just the perfect storm. And I, some days would cry. I was always tired. I mean, it was a grind for sure, but eventually, you know, the rep with anything, your reps, you start getting better. You start learning how to write for TV, learning how to edit, shoot uh, all of that. So they gave me, they gave me a shot and I'm forever grateful for that because I was just an arrogant little bitch. And they were like, no, no, no. We, we think you can do this. And I knew I could, but when mm-hmm. I first started, I thought I could do it like good already. And people ate me alive. People, <laughs> people were like, who is this crackhead on TV? Oh my God. So I just hand you this humble, this slice of humble pie real quick. Oh, yeah. you know? and my mom would go on Facebook, try to defend me. I was like, oh my God, mom. <laughs> doing because one they're not wrong and like two like just give me some time and I'll win these people over and I eventually did and now anytime I post anything I'm just like come back to Corpus we miss you I'm like oh y'all miss me now really? <laughs> y'all were very mean to me that so. you earned your stripes you earned your stripes that way right and I wouldn't take it back for the world wouldn't take that that learning experience was just it, it was a lot. That was my first big girl, like, wake up. This is the real world. <laughs> like, I, I agreed, agreed. All right, let's move on here. But before we move on, we need to put out an ad for the greatest and best anime streetwear label in the entire city of Houston. That's right. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're going to find out right now. And I'm talking about Chris Chavez's brand, Day Off. You tired of the same old anime tees? You tired of the same old mall core look, the First Colony mall core look? Don't you want to see some older classic animes getting love? Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods from animes like Macross and Neon Genesis Evangelion to Cowboy Bebop, My Hero Academia, and my personal favorite, Shokugeki no Soma. Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. You can use the code right now. Day Off Summit for a 10% off discount at dayoff.shop. That is D-A-Y-O-F-F.shop. And he's currently dropped a summer collection. Absolutely incredible, amazing stuff. And it has absolutely been put out there for y'all. Present day, present time tea with the print on the shoulder blades. Kick-ass stuff. He has the Know Yourself tea day off with the skull on it. Badass. Black, bl- uh, black t-shirt. 
absolutely incredible. The Crybaby Hero Tea, it's as anime as it gets. It's incredible with some color on it. And then he has the Sidekick Activity Shorts. Very, very comfortable. He only uses the top and best products that he uses. And on top of that, he makes it all in-house. So that is dayoff.shop, D-A-Y-O-F-F.shop. And let's get back to our episode with Tessa Barrera. We're going to talk to her about how she got to L.A., her roots in the LFL, and how she ultimately found success there. She's about to go into it now. Continue to join us with myself, the GM, and Tessa Barrera, right here on The Summit State of Mind. So we're in Corpus right now, and, and, that, and you did that for four years. What, what, what got you over to uh, L.A.? So the first time, this was another reason why I think Doug kind of picked me for a radio show. The first time I went out there, have you guys ever heard of the Lingerie Football League? Yes. Yes, we have. Um, Yeah. Yes, we have. It started as a gimmick, like as a Super Bowl halftime thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. It was like, okay, maybe we actually really make these girls like try out and play. And I saw an ad for that. I think I saw it on like MySpace. And I saw these. MySpace. Wow. <laughs> and I was watching it like over and over. And my mom was like, oh no. Because I was like a junior in college, a sophomore or a junior in college at the time. Mm-hmm. I hadn't finished school. And she was like, please stop watching that. Like, don't go out there. I was like, what? Like, go with me. Co- like, let's go try out. Like, let's see if I go. And there was a team in Dallas, but the LA team had won like two championships in a row. And me, I'm like, this is fun. Like, this looks badass. You know, I'm the aggression girl. So I'm like, this would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. my mom's like, please don't do that. And I'm like, of course, I'm going to do it. (laughs) So I went out there for about two years. But what was funny is before I left, my brother had told me, he was like, okay, if it's like a real football tryout, they're going to have you do like a shuttle drill. They're going to have you run a 40. They'll probably hit like do a little bit of bag work. And he took me out to his high school football field where he played. He was, my brother was the captain of his football team. He played center and he was, he, he was uh, never really big enough, but my brother really has been a huge influence for me, like watching film, kind of critiquing me, telling me more about the game, because, you know, as women, we we're fans, but we, we didn't play pop Warner, you know, we didn't play, we don't, we don't know things about attack angles and, you know, stunts on the line. We're just really before when I watched football, I was just watching the ball, you know, I just watched the quarterback because that's what I thought the whole thing Mm -hmm. was about. I didn't realize there was so many, uh, thousand things going on yeah, like moving you know? parts right yeah so many moving parts yeah and the ultimate <laughs> ultimate team sport i had no idea about that mm. and i'm so glad i went over and played because even though it was in my panties and bras technically i was learning the whole time so that gave me the confidence to kind of say like no 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 no, no. i know what's going on now you know i can kind of see it in a different with different eyes as opposed to Okay. I, I like, I like football, which I know. And you can, and I'm not saying like, and everyone's love. That's, that's the thing. And you guys got to be a little nicer to girls because we don't have, we don't have that option to play pop. You don't. So like True. the fuck out of us for knowing we love the sport, maybe mm. not understanding it completely, but you know, mm. just, you know, everyone's at a different learning level, you know? What it's I mean? true. And, I mean, I do know that um, at our high school, Kenny, the one that we went to, yeah, um, my old boss, her son's 
her son's girlfriend, who is a soccer star, is now the kicker for Elkins High School for the varsity team. Mm. I mean, she told me that. I was like, dude, that is insane. That's awesome. You know, it good for her. That's yeah, breaking yeah. barriers. Like that, I think that's really cool considering like our high school is, yeah. you know. Not like why not just do it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. And people are like, "Oh my god, you're gonna get hit. You're gonna like, you know what? And so what? Like, and what if I do? And what if I get the shit knocked out of me? Like, what is it to you if I get the shit knocked out of me? Like, it's none of your business. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> they seem like they care, but it also might sound snarky. Yeah, it's true. What 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 position did you play in the league? Did you play both offense and defense, or? I did a little bit, but I'm really like, I'm only five, five. And my boss is like, you're five, two. I'm like, can I be five, five? I'm really five, five. Like, I'm not making that up. Like, it's not like if I was going to make up a height, five, five would not be it. Like, just- yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Five, five. It's not something to brag about. Touché. <laughs> yeah. like, I would like lean into that. Like, oh, I'm so little and cute and five, two. Um, but I, so I sometimes play the line a little bit. I really okay. I would do a little pass protecting, but I would play defensive end. That was my shit. Like I love playing defensive end and I had to learn the mechanics of that, you know, cause I just wanted to like, I liked contact. So I'm like, I'll go straight into you every time. You know, I had no idea about like swim moves, about like rip yeah. moves. I had, you know, bull rushing and like knowing like who, and kind of like the mental game as well, you know, like trying to make people guess wrong, trying to play like this mental chess thing. But I, really loved that. And through the LFL, even though I was only in LA in two years, I mean, they were doing a league in Canada. So I was flying to Canada, like every month, trying to help those girls learn. I went to Mexico city, which I mean, I'm Mexican. I'm totally didn't like my parents spoke English in the house. We're like, we've been in Texas for generations, but I went to Mexico city, which to me, that was a huge part of like my heritage and like where I'm from. I thought that was so cool. And then we did an all-star game in Australia. Like I traveled a lot. I would have never gone to those places without the LFL. And so even though I kind of had this love hate relationship with it, cause they weren't, they didn't want to like girls were getting injured and they didn't want to pay for their injuries. They didn't. Oh, wanna, wow. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. You know, we're already like we're already in our panties and bra, motherfucker. Like, can you please make sure that we can at least are safe, you know? Straight. Like yeah. <laughs> I first my arm one time and the doctor was like, pull out your arms. And I was like, he was like, straighten them. I was like, I couldn't straighten my elbow. Oh no. I, because I came from a basketball background. So for my first season, I just put my arm out like an idiot, got it, you know, hyperextended. I did that my first season, and then I because I'm was so used to basketball is just like getting a passing lane right just put your arm out you'll yep, figure out like, <laughs> like you like basketball's at the tip of your toes and football's in the back of your heels yes. so it's mm-hmm. a huge learning experience for me too i remember i put my hand out and it got clapped between two helmets and i was like oh my like my hand was on fire and the coach was he was i mean we won two championships with him three in a row and he, my, my hand was broken and he was like, are you hurt? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> okay. He was like, well, line up again. I was like, okay. <laughs> 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 I knew if I told him I was hurt, he wouldn't blame me. And I wanted to play so bad. So I just remember tons of tiger bomb, icy hot, ibuprofen, wrapping it, icing it till it was numb right up until the game, then putting my glove on that had like a little bit of padding 
And I thought there was in our schedule was so weird. There was like a four or five weeks between a game. And I was like, if I make it through this game, I can heal my hand in time mm. for the next game. Cause it was a little like baby fracture, but man. And I look back and I'm like, Oh, what? <laughs> like, why did I do this to myself? Like, you know, if, I was, <laughs> if I did that to myself now, I'd be like, I can't be on the radio. My hand is. <laughs> yeah. I need a week off, <laughs> but it was right. You know, but it was, I was definitely dialed in and I definitely took it seriously, even though a lot of people say, Oh, that's a gimmick league. Like the girls there ran track at SC. Some played volleyball, like in volleyball in college, you had track stars. Like you had all kinds of really, like these are the most athletic women I've ever met in my life. And they mm. were we were collectively learning a new sport. So I thought that in itself was really beautiful. Like all yeah. of us, you know, just kind of being vulnerable because it football is just so unlike anything else. And we're beating the crap out of each other, you know, at practice. You know, people, so like, you know, lingerie, it's a gimmick, right? So when people think wrestling, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, fake. You know, that's the first thought of everybody. Wrestling, oh, wrestling's fake. No, there's a beauty to it. It really is. It's, it's an, an art. art. Mm-hmm. It's an art. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, it's a it's it's artistic freedom for the wrestlers, just like it's more freedom for y'all as women to be able to get on a football field and get to do what you love. If you guys love football so much and you get to learn right. that, you know, what can you do? You know, there's nothing better than that. And you got the opportunity to do that. And that's that's so damn cool. I can't believe we know someone in the LFL. That is <laughs> that is like that's my that's a check mark for me. Like <laughs> never knew it. Hopefully you meet more women because they're yes. all amazing. like everyone, like you said, everyone has a story. And mm-hmm. you know, my girls now that were in there at that time, like so many of them have gone on to be firefighters. And um, a lot of them have, I mean, these one one is a lawyer, you know, you have just really smart women. One's a nurse here now in town. So they have this background when you would tell like, oh, you played in the lingerie football league. Like you would never know, you know, these are contributing members of society who they're not, they're not taking, we weren't taking L's on the field and we weren't, we're not taking L's in life. Like, there these you, are go. Go- you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Agreed. One thousand, agreed. One thousand percent. That's awesome. We got it. You know what? Maybe, maybe one day we can get, you know, get a few of them on the pod. That would be great. I would love yes. to recommend some women for you guys to talk to because yes. I, I always said as a reporter, Sometimes in Corpus Christi, you have a hard time finding like authentic stories. And I was like, man, if my team was here, like if my LA team was here in town, I could do a story on each of them. Like that would be my package for sweeps. Like that would be my big story for the month because they are all just so interesting. And, you know, you talk about wrestling being an art form, you know, I feel like even in, in what we do, you have to know. Sometimes in the conversation, you're going to be the heel. Sometimes you're going to be the hero. And like, I just feel like there's so many life lessons to be taken. If you watch these Mm -hmm. biographies of, you know, of Randy Savage, of Stone Cold, Andre the Giant, the roles they played and the things they did to buy in and then their exit too, how it was graceful, how they decided they wanted to leave. And, Mm -hmm. you know, their personal life a lot of times took so many hits. And I feel like that too. Like I've, you know, always been so career oriented sometimes it's hard to be you know this uh what maybe society would expect of a of a girl but like my one consistency has been my career and it's like that nobody can ever take away from me I don't care sometimes the other stuff has to suffer so this stuff can shine and I don't mind that like I've never minded that because I I love what I do 
Exactly. No, agreed. And I think that's just so cool that you have that, that you know that, I don't know, like when it comes to doing your career, like someone like Stone Cold, who contributed so much to his career that he, you know, like he had to almost had to sacrifice his family, you know, in a way to his career, to the art of his Mm -hmm. career, because he knew how much he meant to the company, how much it meant to him. It's his art, it's his craft, it's his career. So, you know, that's just, that's badass. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like you have to sacrifice, like when you're, when you're passionate about something, there are other things that have to go push to the side, unfortunately. But because of that, you know, it, there are things that you want to accomplish, you know, in your life. And we totally understand that everybody is an individual and they have accomplishments that they want to make. Like Stone Cold wanted to be a great wrestler while some, maybe one guy wants to be a great father. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that Stone Cold was not a great father. He did the best he could with what he was given. But, you know, in the matter of your career, sometimes that's what happens in regards to that. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Does it make him a bad person? Not terrible per se. But like when I was in news, I had to work every holiday. And in L.A. too, I was kind of like the utility. And everyone knew like Tessa doesn't have a boyfriend. She doesn't have a dog. Like she doesn't have any of these things. Like and so if, if a guy with a family says can you work if it's between me and a guy with a family to work christmas it's like of course i'll work like yeah, i'll yeah. do <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> let, the, like, let the single girl take all the shifts it's fine it's fine um but here at, with rod you know rod's a family guy he's worked so long with the company he gets four weeks vacation i for the first time was off thanksgiving christmas i had like two weeks at a time off. i was like what am i going to do <laughs> I had not had a holiday off since I started working, you know, and it's just nice. Wow. It's nice. That's with the benefit of coming to a show like Rod Ryan that's already established. I'm like, bro, I'm putting my claws in your coattails and I am not taking them out. Like I'm riding your coattails as far as you will let drag me. Like I do not care. So, <laughs> It's been great. And he's got like my follower. I think I had like 7,000 followers on Instagram before I came to Houston. Now I have like 30,000 people like, oh my God, your Instagram famous. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even believe that many people care to look at a picture of me. Cause it's just, but it's all the show. You know what I mean? That's Houston. That's yep. Houston's so in love. Houston's going to show out and show up. Like if you show up for them, Houston's going to show you love when you least expect it. Like that yes. Derek Lewis fight, everyone wanted him to win so badly. Everyone oh, I know. Poor him. guy. Tops drop. I mean, yeah, it was. It's is the hometown curse like a real thing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, like slightly cringing about it. It's like eh. you don't want to acknowledge it, but it's kind of like, yeah, yeah it's there. <laughs> well, yeah, you are back, you know, you're you're in Houston now, like, the, so you're you're living, you're living here right now, right? This is where you are. So, so like life here, you know, the landscape of sports has kind of changed. You got the whole Deshaun Watson thing and Texans. James Harden's not a rocket anymore. Uh, You know, the, the, you kind of see the Astros, this may be their last year of contention. You can kind of see it. So what, what do you think about the landscape of, of Houston as a whole right now, sports wise? I think that tough times don't last and tough people do. I know that's so cliche, but Mm. I think that it's a Rocky Balboa quote. I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is my dad says any lesson you need in life, you can learn it in a Rocky Balboa movie. So he's right. Oh, he's, he's right. A thousand percent. I love rock. I love all the Rocky movies. So yeah. Your father is a good man. (laughs) (laughs) He raised you right. We talk a lot of Rocky. And so I think that, you know, we, we have glimmers of hope. I mean, we have 
Jalen Green, who is coming and giving us a, a, a glimmer of hope, which is that's all you need. That's all fans want. Just yep, give us it's time. true. That's exactly what we needed. Just give us this much space to, to you know, give us something to root for and to hope for. And mm-hmm. so I think that's great. You know, the Texans, Texans fans, hmm. and I can easily say, this is your karma. <laughs> That. Like I'm a Texans fan. I want. I'm in this city. I want the Texans to do good. I just think that okay. it's like a relationship. It's when you're in a relationship as a woman. I'll compare it to what I. It's like when you're in a bad relationship with a guy who keeps telling you, "Oh, baby, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna do it better. You gotta give me one more chance." And this will just keep showing you red flag after red flag. God, that, that's like probably the best. And you have to explain yeah. to your friends, like, that's my man. Like, I'm going to stick with him. Like, I, <laughs> that's what it is. But you know, the team behind me has done no, uh, not even that much better. So I, I can't say, you know, of course we have the, the, the rings, the trophies, mm-hmm. but that's so long ago. I'm, you know, mama, mama needs some new jewelry. So keep it real. <laughs> it's truth right there. So that's what I think, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I, you want to be in a sports town, you know, there, I would say Boston is a huge sports town. You would say yep. LA, but you have to Houston mm-hmm. in that conversation a hundred percent. And everyone knows it, you know, anytime you, it's like, it's like you have to pay a toll when you come through here, you know, and that's what I love about this city because we're just, we, I went to a school where the Texan was the mascot and we would always at the end of the huddle say Texan tough. And we would like say it like that. But I'm like, dude, this city is just Texan tough. Like we're from the bayou. Like it's hot. We're from the heat. We're pissed off. We're in traffic. We're landlocked. <laughs> like, yes, that that's our attitude. Like, come get some, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're ready for a fight. Yes. Any of the day. We're ready. absolutely no you're right you know me and the gm we've been we've lived here all our lives and that's this is what Mm -hmm. we know this is who we are we represent the h we're h town that like like when the astros won the title oh like we we are we tear we cried we cried we men like we were just like yes racing each other all i wanted was just one championship i mean look at what we had to go through to get to that moment yep so again, the dark times don't last. It's one of these town sounds where we're going to vocally be pissed off. You know, we're going to tell you we're upset, but no one's abandoning shit. No one's we're here. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just take it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, one more, one more question for you. So, you know, since you're here, you're here in Houston, and uh, and at the end of the day, we are a Rockets podcast. And you kind of gave your little look on Jalen Green uh, as a as a player, but this Houston Rockets team as a whole, for the city, like you said, just a little glimmer of hope. Do you see? Is there a light coming at the end of this tunnel for the Rockets? Do you see that there is a future with this team? I where are the big men at. Where are the big men at? Where have all the big men gone? Why, you know, you see PJ Tucker, we're so happy for him. And he's not even that big of a man. We have Tate, who's a tall guy, but he's kind of skinny. You know, Mm -hmm. where are the enforcers at? That's what, that's what I want. That's what I miss. That's what I, that's what gets me going. That's what gets the Toyota Center cheering, hooting and hollering. You know, that's what we need. And 
until I see that, and I'm glad Green, you know, Green saying, you know, I can I can play defense too, and mm-hmm. we're gonna see that matchup with him and Kate Cunningham tomorrow. I think they'll play. Oh yeah, we're ready. Oh, we're so ready for excited that. For we're ready for that. That you want to see that, but there's just a level of toughness that teams have to decide that this mm-hmm. this is gonna be how we play. You know mm-hmm. exactly. And you're not fooling anyone. I mean, when they got rid of um, Capella. That to me was the start of the unraveling the of the team. Yeah. yeah. Like small ball can be fun if you're on a rally, you know, lots of fast breaks. That can be fun. But this a is permanent. the game. We need some big yeah. some big guys in there. And that's, that's, <laughs> the only, that's the only thing that I would say is lacking for me personally. But I'm I I can't wait to see. You know, I can't wait to see what transpires. I am hopeful. Yeah, no, we are yeah, we, we are we are too, right? And you have to agree, GM, right? Yeah, we all are. I mean, let's let's just hope that at least we can uh, make it competitive this year. Because I mean, we're very excited. There, it's youth, and everyone is under the age of twenty. Like all these guys, like they're so young, right. they can they can't even drink here. They can drink in Canada. Like, think about <laughs> that. You know that that's insane to me. You know, these so I mean, these are babies. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that we have these guys for at least the next four years. You know, at least hopefully based on what Raphael Stone wants to do. But the fact that we have all these different players, different positions, different roles, um, it gives us hope in regards to everything. Like everyone that we had that he had drafted is someone that had that fills a role that is necessary for this team to succeed. So I'm just very excited to see who knows. But all I can say is even if we lose like what 50 games. I'll fun. say it was worth it. It was fun. It'll like, be a fun 50 at least, games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. first year of Steve Francis, you know, like we weren't really good, yeah. but they were, we were exciting to watch. It's right. always nice to see Steve Francis go in the ISO and, There's you know, we just want to be entertained. It's true. <laughs> it's a gladiator, baby. That's all it is. <laughs> okay. One more question before you go. Just one more Um, okay. favorite sports team. Just your number one overall. Is it's this not me? the flag it, behind you? Is yeah, it? Is the flag behind you? <laughs> we won't blame you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. They've done I, more than the Texans. So. Honestly, I am so fair weather. Like I'm so ADD. It's like whatever's hot, hot. Like once I start watching the Hard Knocks, I will have a hard on for them. Like I fair love. Because you know the in and outs, you get to know. It's like they're gonna, you know what I mean? It's the star, it's making the team DCC, you know, it's a it's a whole thing. This team comes with a lot of good baggage, you know. There's a lot of um, there's a story behind everything. Exactly, exactly. So and and I still in a lot of ways think we're paying penance for how we treated Tom Landry at the end. I think Tom Landry was one of the, you know, best things that ever happened. So to, to this franchise and the way, you know, I, I, I don't know that Jerry Jones will ever see this team do what he wants like <laughs> to do because yeah. I believe in karma, you know? So yeah, I love this team, but I, you know, I, I think, I think the Astros have just brought us a lot of joy lately, and mm-hmm. I will, I'll stick, I'll stick with baseball because that's the most recent event I went to. So, we'll, we'll stick with Astros, even though they lost. I told my sister she was bad luck. It was her uh, first. Your game. poor, your poor sister. <laughs> Can you imagine having like three? She basically has three brothers, like me included. She has two brothers and me. And she does not, she could not care less. She's like, I don't care. My, yeah. She's like, my boyfriend likes the Astros. She bought him a little bear from there. I was like, he doesn't want that. 
fucking bro. What the hell are we gonna do with a berry? <laughs> it's very sweet. It's very thoughtful. He's gonna love it. I was like, I guarantee you, he's not gonna love that. Well, he'll tell you. He'll, he'll tell you he loves it to your face. It was very cute. I was yeah. like, what's it like just to be like normal at a game? Like I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, with that said. We're going to go ahead and end our, our podcast here. Tessa, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming hey, on. Thank you. I really thank had you. fun. Yeah, you should get some more chicks on this podcast. Maybe I'll help you, but not too much because I work too. But I'll help. I'll 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 make some connections so you guys can talk to more females. Please, please. And in intertwine, weave the web. It's good we've, for you. It's very good for you. We've tried. We've tried. We've been left on red a few times. It's uh, pretty sad. So yeah. th- thank you for being the first yeah. to catch to catch our line, and we really appreciate it. And we followed through. We're just a we're just a podcast, you know. We're Houston Rockets podcast, but like I said, everyone has a story. We like to hear your stories. Okay, we'll share it. I'll share it at test one, test two. I'll, when when the episode is up, I will do my part. I will share it, and um, I wish you guys all the best and keep in touch. Okay, so when the Rockets start winning or losing, we can be frustrated or happy together. Yes, sounds Got good. It. Sounds good. Do you have any plugs before we end here? Do you want anything you want to say? It's just at test one, test two, like a mic, T E S S one, T E S S two. Oh, I should have put my professional microphone in here this whole time. It's not even on, but I should have just put it right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's on all my socials Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. And then, uh, the, but my biggest gig is the Rod Ryan show. It's at Noda. So, Rod Ryan show at Rod Ryan show. Instagram, we're on air Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. It's early as hell, but it's worth it. It's a very fun show. Fantastic. Well, we we, we tune in, so we're definitely going to be enjoying it continually. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tessa, so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, guys. Once again, big time thank you to Tessa Barrera for meeting us at the summit for an absolutely incredible milestone episode episode 42 right here for y'all being the first female guest we are so proud to have her on the pod it goes to show that whether you are male or female whoever as long as you're a rockets fan or even if you're not a rockets fan your voice matters your story matters and we would be happy to have anyone and everyone meet us at the summit so thank you once again tessa and thank you to each and every one of y'all that have continued to support us all the way from day one and now all the way to episode 42 can't believe we're 42 episodes and absolutely incredible go ahead and give us a follow on instagram at summit state of mind underscore pod and you can give us a follow on twitter as well at summit som pod we're continuing to pump out content stories posts if there are any rockets news especially with the summer league going on right now you better believe that we are going to continue to post that and continue to show y'all that we are the only true weekly houston rockets episodic podcast out there and of course once again to let y'all know that we are the best also give a follow to snt pod our bros give a follow to shots and thoughts podcast if you like games if you like to gain some knowledge and coupled with all of that they have drinks in the process a lot of fun a lot of laughter at a complete game show to end all game shows great stuff from them give them a follow and also give a follow to the Sports Trap podcast that don't just cover Houston Rocket sports, but cover all of Houston sports. Once again, thank you to Tessa Barrera for meeting us at the summit. You can listen to her in the mornings from 6 a.m. on the Rod Ryan Show. That's right, 6 a.m. Central. She is the co-host to the Rod Ryan Show exclusively on 94.5 and iHeartMedia Station. 
So thank you to everybody. With this pandemic going on, please make sure that you are, you are taking care of yourselves. And most importantly, make sure that you are taking care of each other. Each episode is going to be releasing every Tuesday. Tuesday, you know what that means? Brand new episode of the Summit State of Mind podcast, right from our voices, right to your listening ears. Big time thank you once again to everyone that continues to support and listen to us. From myself and the GM on the sign-off, take care. See you next week. The Summit for, 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 for.